You're listening to Lily's Legacy, a podcast series compiled from oral histories and produced as part of a digital exhibition exploring how liberal Judaism has evolved since it was co-founded by British visionary Lily Montague in 1902. This episode explores the theme of youth and intergeneration Judaism. One of Lily Montague's major achievements was the foundation of the West Central Jewish Girls Club in 1893. Since that time, liberal Judaism has been committed to the needs and future of its young people, as well as clubs run by the movement, a number of synagogues founded their own youth clubs. In this episode, liberal Jews reminisce about the clubs they formed and attended. Listen to the memories that date back to Lily's lifetime, as well as perceptions from our current young members. going to the LJS, I went to Haida there, to the religion school and, and felt very much part of that community. I also went to the youth club there which was called Square One. I wasn't bar mitzvahed, I was confirmed and that was what was considered the, the route into sort of mature Judaism in those days. It was like Kabbalat Torah now. I was with a group of other young people who'd been through the whole religion school together. So we were a very close group, we were good friends. They're both in their 20s now, my daughters. But my youngest daughter, Helen, she was a LJY Netzer staff member here at, Mont at the Montague Centre. And she feels very strongly about a sense of, of identity as a, as a Jew, probably much more than I do, actually. But I think through her, I will have more of a connection with Judaism as well, as she gets older and if she has children. I think the whole idea of diversity and, and celebrating diversity in many, many ways is really carried out within liberal Judaism and within LJY Netzer, who are the children, who are the next generation. And I've seen that through my daughter, that Rabbi Eli's wife taught her for Kabbalat Torah, and I think has been enormously and very positively influenced Helen and Claire and I, I think the welcoming in and valuing people who, th who think in a different way, valuing people of um, different races and different religions, I think is tremendously positive. I feel that one of the big strengths of Judaism traditionally is that we've always included everyone. It's children with the oldest, you know, if you think of Jewish weddings, youngsters and the grandmas and the great-grandmas and everyone all gets up and, and, and does a little dance together and at Seder night you have a whole thing and unfortunately I think 
in society generally, that has tended in the last 30, 40 years, it, people are doing things more in separate groups and that's beginning to permeate into shuls as well, where you get a lot of separate, you know, the, I mean, obviously youth are very important, they're our future, but I think that that whole thing of having the chance to do things together and also having chance to do age-specific things when it's relevant is very important for Judaism. It's something that Judaism could give to help to do for themselves to be thriving communities, but also to give to the rest of the population. I became quite active in the youth movement at North London Progressive. After a while, I met my wife, Sheila. I persuaded her to come with me to North London Progressive. We both became active in the running of the youth group and suddenly we were committed. I was that damned young upstart, uh, which is how the majority of the North London establishment saw me. We had what was known as Flipjig, the Federation of Liberal and Progressive Jewish Youth Groups. And because of our connection with North London, we were on the committee, we were running North London, Sheila and I became involved in Flipjig. And through Flipjig, we became involved in the youth section of the World Union. We kept the youth section together for a long time. And to do that, we needed Lily Montague. So she was there. We, we didn't have a great deal to do with her. I mean, she, she was there. And we'd say, good morning, Miss Lily. And she'd say, hello. And we'd get on with our work. And then she'd be in and out. So we were, on the one hand, involved with her through World Union and the youth section and so on. But I was also working at the Oxford St George's Boys Club. I was a club manager at uh, O St G. Uh, Sheila helped out there. I taught in the religion school at Oxford St George's, and also involved as a member of Northland Progressive Synagogue, the youth club, World Union Youth Section, Federation Youth Section. And so I've got five children. They've all come through the synagogue. They've gone through religion school. They all went off to Kadima and enjoyed it and loved every second of it and benefited from it. Uh, they all to this day have friends that they've made in the liberal movement, very close friends. And wherever they are spread around the world, they're all part of the liberal scene. Laura, who's the oldest, she's, was chair of the synagogue for four years and did a great deal of work to improve the synagogue. She's our oldest. And she's married to Danny Rich. Between them they have eight children. My father was one of eight. Yes. Your father was also a treasurer of the synagogue. So it's gone down in generations. Um, his father, he was chair, I was chair, Laura was chair. Our second child, Michael, is incredibly involved in the synagogue. He never misses a service, Friday night Shabbat. 
and it matters hugely to him, that community. And he has two children, one of whom was deeply, deeply involved and has now moved her allegiance to climate change. She's an activist in a big way. And then we have a third child, Rebecca, who is a member but lives in South London, in Dulwich, doesn't want to join South London because Finch's always been where they're comfortable. So then I was 18, I left home, left here, I went to university. I joined the Liberal Jewish Society at um, university, which was lovely, because we used to meet in people's houses and have a meal, shared meal. And I remember the girl who organised it always wore a yarmulke, which I thought was amazing, because that wasn't the case here. We were still quite traditional in some ways here. When I was 14, a girl that I knew said that she was going on this Jewish summer camp, and she asked if I wanted to go, because I'd been like, you know, oh, my dad's Jewish. And I think just the general sort of atmosphere of how fun everything felt and how communal and just all felt really full of joy and like togetherness and just being part of something just felt really great. And then I continued on my LJY journey and I went on tour. So that was the first time I'd been to Israel. Thinking back, it was such a strange journey because none of my family knew anything. So I was the one that was finding everything out really. It felt like I was kind of going in blind and just taking all this information. I remember just feeling so confused that like we went to Israel and everyone was like talking about, oh, when did you last come on holiday here? And I was like, why did everyone come on holiday here? <laughs> Not really quite understanding it and all of that. I didn't quite understand what Israel was and what it meant. But again, loved it, had the best time. And then I started teaching at, at South London Liberal Synagogue. And then I went on Schnapnetze with LJY. So that was eight months in Israel. And that was kind of the most pivotal point for me, I think, because I was having this in-depth Jewish education it was like my first time on camp, but times 10, you know, I just felt so happy and like connected so much to being in a Jewish space with Jewish people. And so when I came back from that, I was so clear that Judaism was my thing. And I had this amazing community around me from there. My parents insisted that I try a Jewish youth club and at that time, there were Jewish youth clubs everywhere, un unlike there is now. They were for late teenagers and early 20s. So I tried them at several, several synagogues. So I went to each of them and hated every one of them because nobody uh, looked after me and all the girls were sort of dressed up and fancy and the rest of it. So I refused to go to any more. But a, a friend of my parents have said their son was going to a very nice Jewish youth club and that was in Streatham, so he would take me along to it. And I resisted this for several months. And then I finally gave in and went. And that was a South London Liberal Synagogue in Streatham. And um, I just loved it. And that was it. That captured me for liberal Judaism. That programme that, that was taking place on the, my first visit was a talk on interplanetary travel. I remember that, and that was one of the things not that, that really made me very enthusiastic, that it was a reasonably interesting, sensible programme that somebody had prepared. And really, it swept me into, into the movement, and eventually I joined South London Liberal Synagogue. When I came to Brighton, they were starting a youth group for 13-year-olds. 
So I became a member at 13, and for my sins, they made me the secretary to the committee at 13. I didn't know much about being a secretary, but anyway, that's what they made me. Now, my mother was a pianist, and they decided they would put on some shows as youth groups and so she became the pianist for the shows. So that's how she became involved and joined as members of the show. So I've been involved and a member of the show for about 67 years of the 68 that uh, I've been here. In 1957, I met my husband, uh, youth club, and he lived in Bex Hill and came to Brighton because this was the only place that he felt he could meet Jewish people because Bex Hill didn't have many Jewish people living there. I came to the West End with my mother. There was this liberal club for girls. So of course I joined it and I wasn't aware there was liberal at all. It was just a Jewish club for Jewish girls. Oh, we met, sang, danced, played netball, did the kind of things you do, did some needlework. It was mostly in the evening after school. Well, Lily Montague and her sister were there. They were they ran the place more or less. It wasn't, actually it wasn't exactly a specific Jewish. It was just a club for girls. She'd formed that for girls who worked in the shops in the West End of London, and because there were shops open on a Saturday, they couldn't go to the synagogue. So she had it on the Saturday afternoon, these clubs, and then during the week when they could get away. But basically, it was for girls in that part of London. I would think it was in about 1951 we became members of the West Central Youth Club which was Lily Montague's club. It was held at that time at Hand Court just off Hoban. There were many activities there and of course you have to remember it was largely uh, through attendances at the youth club that Lily founded, that the synagogue, certainly West Central, came into being. Originally it was a girls' club, and sort of during and after the war it became a mixed club. There was a wide range of activities. There was a choir, there was an opera group, there were music groups, there were poetry groups. There was a very, very wide range of activities. And of course, when the, the girls' club and the boys' club joined forces, that obviously grew. In uh, Hampstead, West Hampstead, there was, was another famous Jewish club called Maccabi, which was very much uh, an Israel-orientated thing, which uh, we used to go to down again and there were very good music appreciation classes there. But um, it was the West Central ones that were very, very influential. And it's such a shame that now, at the, at the beginning of the 21st century, though, these kind of clubs have disappeared. And, uh, you know, all that's left for the youngsters is to wander the streets, and we all know what that's about. Shame, really. We did achieve one thing, which was to our credit. We introduced Harry Jacobi to his wife Rose through a pen friend scheme. And um, we 
put Harry in touch with Rose, who was, I think, in Bombay. And he went out there, became a minister out there, and in due course married her. And, of course, he's responsible for Margaret and the others who are now ministers of the movement. I grew up in Southgate, where my father was a rabbi for about 20 years. It was a very warm community. It was quite large. It grew to be, I think, about 800 whilst he was the rabbi there. And there was a big Haider with over 100 pupils at one time, I think. It encouraged its young people. Whilst I was there, we formed a youth group, which is still going more than 40 years later. And he was really encouraging about that and got really involved in setting up a youth group. The most important and significant lessons I learned as part of my Jewish education undoubtedly came from time spent like on camp and as part of the Jewish youth movement. I just think, you know, being able to learn about my faith in the context of people my own age and being part of this community with such a rich history but also with so much future ahead of us as young Jewish people, that was definitely really powerful. So there was such a sense of this united respect for learning about where we came from but also such an amazing culture of always asking why and challenging traditions and convention for more sort of modern and relevant customs and ideals. So my fondest memories of my childhood and teenage years are of being in a crowded hall with hundreds of my peers, singing songs and prayers as this one huge joyful voice and being made to feel a part of something that's really big and really special. I think Jewish youth movements are so important for putting your faith into a context that's neither home nor synagogue but something that young people are more willing and excited to carry with them in their day-to-day -day life. Having been surrounded by so many like-minded peers from all over the world, who ultimately at the start only really have Judaism in common and then learn with that one common thing comes so much more like kindness, community, team spirit and joy. This podcast series of oral histories is part of the exhibition Lily's Legacy, Voices and Visions of Liberal Judaism a project supported by the National Lottery Heritage Fund. It was produced by Mary Lawrence and Lucia Scazzaccio, sound editing and design by Lucia Scazzaccio, and special thanks to all the contributors who agreed to share their stories. For more information about what you've just heard, do visit the exhibition website, www.lillieslegacyproject.com.